Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Becoming a scientist of your own life. All right, let me explain myself. Well, first of all, if it sounds different, I'm doing an experiment with this podcast. (laughs) I set a goal for myself to release an episode every week. And as you probably know, it hasn't happened in a couple weeks um, since before I was preparing to leave for Mexico, which, by the way, was amazing. Had so much fun. Um, So I am driving slowly in traffic and decided, you know what, I'm just going to record this episode. This is Car Times with Lisbeth. (laughs) And don't worry, I'm not holding the phone. It's just set in my lap. My eyes are on the road, and I'm talking to you. So we'll see how the sound quality goes. Now, the experiment. Uh, This is not my own idea. (laughs) But what really is, right? I mean, we're constantly trying to be inspired by other people. So I have been reading the book... The Self-Love Experiment with my fit group. We're all reading it and kind of checking in with each other about it. And this idea of your self-care, of everything in your life really being an experiment, really has sunk in with me. And it makes so much sense. And it makes it so that I feel like it's easier to practice self-compassion, which I preach all the time. And I have found myself bringing up this idea of our health journey being an experiment with my clients. So I wanted to share it with you here and I'll share a few examples of things that have come up. So if you see your health journey as an experiment or whatever it is that you're working on, then everything that happens is just feedback, right? So when, like when a scientist sets up an experiment, they make a hypothesis. And if the results don't match that hypothesis, They don't consider the experiment a failure because the information they get is the information they got. Like, that's what you're looking for. So there's no such thing as failure. And I think a lot of times in our health journey or the goals we're working on, we often get stuck in this idea of like, I didn't do how I set it out to do, so I failed. But instead, we can shift our mindset to being curious. So think of the hypothesis part as pulling in your Brené Brown, right? She says all the time to get curious. Like when you have a reaction to something, maybe you get frustrated about something. Be like, oh, interesting. That was an interesting response. I wonder why, right? The more that we question and get curious, the more that we can find the information, we can dig under, find maybe find the limiting beliefs, find the trigger from our childhood trauma. And when I'm, I'm using that term from Gabby Bernstein, if you haven't like listened to her episode where she reads the first chapter of her new book or read her new book, she explains the difference between big T and little t, but we all have some form of T, some form of trauma, right? It could even be just like a time that someone bullied you on the playground and it made you have a response that created a behavior and a pattern that affects how you are living your life now. Like that's, it can be as small as that and make a big difference. So just to a caveat about that. You should definitely listen to her new book. Um, that tangent brought me off a little bit. Okay, so let me bring it back. The experiment. You have an hypothesis. It helps you get curious. Then you try something, right? So, like, I have a client who 
um, she's trying to eat healthier and she's trying to follow one of our nutrition plans. And one of the, um, uh, I don't know what pillars of the program is dinner and done. And so she eats dinner with her family at five, but then often sometimes has to go on rounds um, after that. So she's on rounds till like 11 p.m. and then has to do some of the paperwork so that the, the nurses the next day have that information. So she might be up till one in the morning. And she's like, so what do I do about this dinner and done? Can I do my shake after that? Would that be okay? And so what I told her was, well, see how you feel. Like, try it. Like, may like because there is intermittent fasting right so maybe try do the five o'clock without eating afterwards see how you're doing how are you in the morning how do you feel like do you have enough energy are you able to get through your work session right so try it for a while and if that's not working try having a shake break where you have your superfood shake it's got protein and vitamins and minerals and anti anti um what am i thinking uh adaptogens uh, antioxidants. I was like putting those two words together, right? So really good fuel, right? So try that. And I know for me, the shakes are energizing. So I have trouble when I have them too late at night, but other people don't. So try it, see how it works for you, right? All of our bodies are so unique and so different, like how we respond to something. That's how like a lot of these, um, you know, how you can do the gut health, um, blood work tests where you send it in and you find out like what foods are your superfoods. Cause now we're realizing that like broccoli may be a superfood for one person and it may be a not so good for food for another person, right? Their body might get inflamed from it or who knows, right? So what we consider healthy food is not so black and white like that. You have to figure out what works for you. You have to treat it like an experiment. Okay, here's another example. Someone wants to um, to work out in the morning, right? And so they set their alarm, but every time the alarm goes off, they're so exhausted that they hit snooze. So instead of being like, oh wow, like I'm a failure. No, instead take a look, figure out. What are the different factors? What is feeding into this feeling in the morning? Like, are you staying up super late at night? Is there something you can change about that? Can you set like a bedtime alarm? What time would you need to get to sleep in order to be able to wake up at that time in the morning? Because over, give yourself a couple days and you can shift yourself to a different time set, right? Um, this is, it's crazy how much sleep affects us. Like what they say is, um, if you have been following a certain sleeping pattern, like to bed at one time and up at another time, and that gets shift, shifted even by an hour for a couple days in a row, you can have those feelings that you get when you have jet lag. Like that's how much our body's affected. So the more that you can go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time, the better you're going to feel. So for me, I feel my best when I get to bed at 9 p.m. and I wake up at 5 a.m. But that was part of the experiment. It took me a while to get there. When I first started, it was just setting my alarm that half an hour earlier so I could put in that 30 minute workout. And I had to find what worked for me and tweaked around it. So I remember when I first started, like I was definitely feeling overwhelmed with all the mom stuff I had to do, you know, like to get out of the house, we had to have the lunches and 
and breakfast ready and the kids dressed and oh, all of this. Right. And I was constantly like getting out of the door late. And so I like looked at it and I thought, okay, what can I move to the night before to make my morning more seamless? Right. So I started to make my shakes the night before, make the lunches the night before, even set out as much of the breakfast as I could and know what the plan was. So often my kids like to have like bagel with cream cheese, but then also I'll put cut up fruit. So I would cut up the fruit, put it in the container and have that in the fridge. So all I had to do is stick the bagel on the toaster and put the cream cheese on it in the morning. Um, so little things like that. And I, I changed maybe one thing every day, right? So I think it was Rachel Hollis who said this. It's our goal is to be 1% better every day. Like make that the goal. Don't make these huge leaps and bounds the goal. Just go for one little thing. And then once you've got that down, you can add another. That That is how I'm doing all that I'm doing now. Like a lot of times people say to me, how do you do it all? Like you're, you're teaching and you're a mom of two and you meal prep every weekend and you, um, you're coaching other people. You've got a podcast. Like how are you doing all this? I wasn't five years ago. All I was doing was trying to get through a 30-minute workout in a day and drink my shake. And once I felt like I had that down, then I started looking at the meal plan and like being like, okay, so what are my portions? Like, and realizing I thought I'd eat healthy and I realized, oh, I'm eating a lot more of the carbs and healthy fats than I should be. And I'm eating way less vegetables than I should be. Speaking of vegetables, I, what I, I have been doing these nutrition groups with my clients. And so they'll post their trackers in there every day. And what I'm seeing is that that is one of the areas of struggle is getting in enough servings of vegetables. I think before I started all of this, I pretty much would like consistently have a vegetable with dinner, but that was probably it. Like maybe lunch, um, you know, if I had a salad for lunch or something, but it wasn't like as consistent. And really I need to be having four servings of vegetables a day. So what that means in my planning is I really try to get in a vegetable every meal and an afternoon snack of vegetables. That way I'm getting enough in. And if I don't get it in with breakfast, then I have like a double vegetable, either lunch or dinner, like a big salad with extra veggies added into it. And doing this makes me feel so much more energetic, so much more satisfied as far as feeling full. It, it makes such a difference. And you might be like, well, I don't really like a lot of vegetables. Let me tell you, here's where the experiment comes in. Try this and see what happens for you. I've seen it. I've done it with my kids. So the more exposure you have to something, the more your taste buds will change to like that something. So let's say you hate broccoli. Make yourself eat a little broccoli every, like at least every week, if not every couple, like a couple days a week. And you will eventually like broccoli. Like seriously, I did not like peppers. I hated peppers. Whether they were green, red, orange, I didn't care. But my friend, my coach and friend, Carrie, would eat peppers like an apple. And I was like looking for ways to get more veggies in because I wasn't, that category was really hard for me to get in. And I was like, okay, well, if I could eat a pepper like an apple, that would be a serving of vegetables right there. So I started like adding peppers to more things. And eventually, like now, I definitely eat a pepper like an apple, especially the orange ones. They're so delicious. <laughs> So 
I trained myself to like peppers and I love them now. Like I'm not like fooling myself. I actually crave them. Like the healthier I ate, the more healthy I craved. You can change that. It's all about your microbiome. It's those, those gut things like, right? The bugs in your gut. <laughs> I like to say it that way because it's kind of gross, but it's true. Our microbiome affects so much. So whatever food you've been eating, those are the types of microbes you've been feeding. So if you have eaten a lot of processed food, greasy food, right? You'll have the type of microbes that are going to make you crave that kind of food. You've got to starve them out. You've got to get the microbes that want the broccoli, the asparagus, the cantaloupe, all the delicious food that's out there. And you can make it a goal. To, like every time you go grocery shopping, like this is something you can do with kids if you're trying to get them to eat more vegetables. It's like have them pick out a vegetable at the store that they've never had before. But you can do that for yourself too. Look around the store and think, okay, what vegetable have I never tried that I want to try? And then if you don't know how to prepare it, I've definitely had this before. Just look it up. There are tons of recipes, YouTube videos, probably TikTok videos. I mean, we can learn everything on TikTok these days. And you can just learn how to do it. And let's say that you make it and you hate it. Okay, that's the experiment. You tried it and you got your feedback, right? So maybe you try it again a different way and then a third way. And if after that time, like you really don't like it still, Maybe you move on to a different vegetable and try it again in um, half a year or so. Because again, our taste buds change. We Once you start eating healthier for longer, you might find that you like it. It's all an experiment. And that is where if you know that it's an experiment, then you're not going to have those gremlins in your head. Or like you, or it's easier to stop them anyways. We're always going to have those gremlins in our head. I have those gremlins in my head, right? But it's easier to stop them when you're like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. No, this was just an experiment and this is information and I can use this information to keep moving forward because that's the goal. 1% better every day. So what can you do for your experiment? Is it learning to love yourself? Like, is that where you need to start? Because if you're looking in the mirror and you're making terrible statements about yourself in your head, then maybe start with Mel Robbins technique where you give yourself a high five every day. That's all you're doing. That is the part of your experiment that you're on. Every day, when you go to brush your teeth, you are giving yourself a high five because your brain does not distinguish the difference between someone else giving you a high five and you giving you a high five. You get the same emotional response, chemical response in your body. And what we associate high fives with is doing a good job, like good feelings, like someone supporting you. We like high fives mean that person supports you. So when you high five yourself, you are proving to yourself that you support yourself and you don't have to believe it. Even you don't even have to say anything. You just give yourself a high five. So maybe that's where you start. Maybe it's with the vegetable challenge. So right now I am leading a hundred veggie challenge for March. Anyone can join. It's totally free. Just connect with me on Instagram or Facebook probably Instagram's the easiest way to connect with me and I'll tell you more about it. But basically your goal is to have a hundred servings of vegetables in the month of March. Uh, and they don't have to all be different. Like you technically could eat a hundred servings of carrots if you wanted to, but that's boring. Who would want to do that? <laughs> it's so much more fun to try to make a rainbow on your plate. I definitely love making meals that are rainbows. There are some delicious salads in um, the fit app that I use. Uh, like I made one the other day that was, it used canned chicken actually, which I'd never made a salad with canned chicken. And then you made this dressing in the blender where first I softened 
think it was five dates and mixed it with, I think there was some red wine vinegar and uh, oat milk. It called for almond milk, but I, I use oat milk. So I had oat milk and like salt and pepper, garlic. That was it. Like blended it all together. And the dates made it super sweet. Um, and the vinegar like brought that just right amount of tanginess in. And then in the salad, we had like different vegetables. And it was so delicious. Oh, and cut up pears on top. So you add the fruit too. Totally delicious, full of fruits and veggies. Really uh, energizing meal. So there you go. There's a little recipe for you. <laughs> so what's part of your experiment? Maybe it's finding new re recipes that are 75% vegetable and 25% protein. Um, that's what I aim for in my dinner is to, because your carbs, you want carbs. Like I am definitely a carb person. I try to eat more healthy carbs like quinoa, sweet potato, oatmeal, but you want those early in the day because the focus of carbs is to fuel your body, right? That's another thing you can play with, with your, with your um, experiment. When do you have certain types of food? So my recommendation is you have those carbs and those fruits in your lunch and breakfast. Get them in early in the day so that by the end of the day, you're eating 75% vegetables, 25% protein. See how you feel. Like do it for a couple days and notice. Write down. Maybe have a journal where you can notice your, your mood, your energy levels. Um, also water. What would you feel like if you drank more water? Can you do that as part of your experiment? So I want to know, what are you going to do as part of your experiment? Connect with me on Instagram at Lisbeth underscore Koning. And let me know what's the experiment you're doing, and if, um, and what how did you feel like? Especially like I want follow up. I want to hear how it goes. So that's what I have for you today. Shout, shout me out on your stories and I will shout you out on mine. Definitely connect with me on Instagram at Lisbeth underscore Koning. Send me a DM. Let me know what experiment you are doing. And remember, it is an experiment. There is no failure, only feedback. And we're working on being 1% better every day. All right. Have a fabulous week.